For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And we are live on a historic episode of WWE Raw. I'm sure we're going to get a lot of conjecture from all of you, and I can't wait to talk about it. But first, we are joined by our esteemed panel here on Wrestling Inc. Uh, first, we had so much fun on Friday that we're running it back. Ladies and gentlemen, our returning champion it is Issa. What's up, Issa? What's going on? Fun night tonight. Absolutely fun night. We're definitely going to get into it. And then our next guest, of course, as always, he is the owner of Wrestling Inc., working very hard, coding behind the scenes to make sure that this site runs as well as it does. It is Monday Night Raj, ladies and gentlemen, Raj Geary. What's going on, guys? How are you doing? It is great uh, to be here. Uh, Raw was a very, very interesting and noteworthy episode. We did have a major title change, but we'll get more into that as the night goes on. Uh, the show opens with an advertised match between Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Uh, we get this match advertised right out the jump. Drew McIntyre comes out, but he cuts a promo first, says that it's been a bitch of a month for him, and he says that he's about to beat the hell out of Sheamus. He's then interrupted by The Miz, who gloats. He tries to manipulate Drew McIntyre by saying, it's all Bobby Lashley's fault that I'm champion. You should be mad at him. But Drew McIntyre, like a classic babyface, says he's not going to be interfering in the Miz versus Bobby Lashley match. This brings out MVP, who tells The Miz that he has an hour uh, to face Bobby Lashley, which will happen at the 6 o'clock hour, 6 p.m. Eastern time, you will face Bobby Lashley. This becomes a theme in this night. Then Sheamus comes out, and he starts talking trash, but Drew McIntyre is tired of the talking. Then we get into Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. The story of this match is basically they just know each other so well, so they're countering. It's also a very stiff match because they're trying to beat the hell out of each other. There are some pretty ugly spots where uh, uh, Sheamus almost was sent flying out of the ring through the ropes. Uh, he was also hit really hard, uh, laid on his back on the table. Uh, and then we get uh, the bro kick and Claymore at the same time. But uh, Drew McIntyre gets the better of that. He wins the match. They have a stare down. Drew McIntyre beats Sheamus Clay on Raw. What did you think about that, Issa? Um, I first of all, I laugh when Drew McIntyre said he would not interfere. This is exactly why I didn't really enjoy his title reign. He was a little baby face for me. So you should be so upset that you should not even cut a promo. You should have been backstage beating up Lashley and The Miz. That being said, I did want to see Sheamus and Drew McIntyre on a one-on-one. -on -one. And it was just as hard hitting as I expected it to be between those two guys. But it's it's weird that Drew McIntyre just feels so disconnected from the WWE title storyline. It's I don't know that kind of threw me off a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought I thought it was good to Drew kind of because I think a lot of people were expecting Drew to interfere and and Bobby Lashley gets DQ'd. So I kind of like that Drew kind of threw it out there that he's, you know, Miz is going to have to win on his own. He's not going to be a part of that. And it lets the Lashley, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre storyline breathe for a bit. They didn't have to get to it tonight. That is gonna, that is your WrestleMania match, clearly. And so, you know, having Drew kick Lashley right after the win, I think it was just taken away from that moment of Lashley finally mm -hmm. winning the title. So I like that they didn't do that. I kind of, you know... The main stuff, as far as that went down, I liked. There was a lot of bad on this show. 
But um, I thought the the Drew Lashley stuff was really good. Drew and Sheamus, they had like a 30-minute match. Yeah. It was yeah. long. Um, you know, the well, thing I have at that point in the show, I really didn't think we were going to get a title switch tonight. I thought we, they were going to figure out a way to, to work themselves out of it. So I'm thinking... Uh, in that you know, in that mentality, that like, there's no way they're doing this tonight. So that's why I was like, are they really not gonna have through interfere? Now that you put it that way, and now seeing how it ended, I I, I enjoyed it a little bit more. Right. Yeah. And I also think um, I thought it was. Uh, I usually don't like really long matches when you know who's gonna win, where it's obvious. And I think it was obvious that Drew was winning this, but they were so good in it that you know I I kind of forgot about it and. And knowing, you know, they announced ahead of time that Miz versus Lashley was going to be at the 10 p.m. hour. And so, you you know, obviously that continued and continued. But uh, I don't know. I, I thought it was I thought it was good. Or 8 p.m. hour, sorry, at the start of the show. But yeah, Right. And I did like the math. My only takeaway with this is that Drew versus Sheamus was built up to be such a big storyline with Sheamus beating Drew and them having all that history as friends. It really is fitting like a pay-per-view stage. And the fact they just gave this away on free TV uh, in the epic match it was to, for Drew to win clean tells me they're just going to move on from the storyline. And maybe we're just going to immediately get into what's next for Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I kind of assumed that they were going to do this at Fastlane. I mean, there's I, I really can't think of what they're going to do at Fastlane right now. I mean, it's going to be Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan, but outside of that, uh, you know. I don't think they even know what they're going to do for Fastlane. I don't think yeah, anybody yeah. has any clue. <laughs> and that is true. I mean, Elimination Chamber, they didn't know until that week of. And, you know, they took Miz out of the Elimination Chamber that week because clearly that's when they came up with the idea of him cashing in. So, that, I mean, that's definitely a good point. We, they probably won't know the Fastlane card until a week out. We've got a super chat getting a little ahead, so we'll discuss this later. But uh, Jacoby Wright says, Bobby needs to retain at Mania. I'm over Drew as champion. If Drew wins, it'll be his third title win in one year. So we will get into that. Uh, but somebody weighing in on a potential Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley match uh, at WrestleMania. So after this Drew McIntyre Sheamus match, they just kind of stare each other down. Seems like there's a little mutual respect there. I don't know. Uh, but then we get into Nia Jax and, and Naomi. I'm sorry, real quick. Oh, sure. Also, uh, Stellar jo- uh, Justin Lopez saying that this match was their WrestleMania. Both men put in that work. With For sure. They absolutely did. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did everything uh, this match needed to be. Right. And we will get to this uh, later. But Eddie Omeng uh, bringing up, did you guys feel like Bobby felt like a face? A thousand percent tonight. But we'll, we'll get to that yeah. throughout the night. Uh, <laughs> We get uh, Nia Jax versus Naomi. So uh, Naomi gets a little offense and gets maybe a hope spot, but this is essentially a, a Nia Jax squash match. This is the first time we start to see a ticker saying that Miz has so much time until Bobby Lashley. So right now it's at 10 minutes until the Miz faces Bobby Lashley, but Nia Jax uh, beats Naomi clean in the middle of the ring, uh, which leads us to our next match. And, and, by the way, and, and, and real, real quick, what do you think? Oh, uh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Um, I'm just, I'm afraid. I'm afraid with Nia Jax getting all this win. She got a win over Asuka. She pinned Sasha Banks. Now she's pinning Naomi. It just puts me in that weird, what are they going to do with her at WrestleMania? And I'm just not, I'm not a big fan of her. I want to see Naomi get a better chance than what she has been getting. So I would have loved to see Naomi get the win. So yeah, there's that. Yeah. Well, a lot of times when the champions are winning, that usually means they're going to be losing the title soon. I mean... Uh, so maybe it means uh, Nia and Shane are going to lose to Lana and Naomi. You know, that would be a change of pace. I they want are... them to lose on Wednesday at NXT. I want them to lose to the girls at NXT on Wednesday. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with uh, uh, 
Raquel Gonzalez. Raquel Gonzalez. And Dakota Kai. Yeah, they have that match on Wednesday. I'm rooting for them. So. Yeah. We actually had an interview with Dakota Kai last two weeks ago talking about that match. Yes. So check it out on WrestlingInc.com. But, um, it, yeah, with her them pushing Nia that strong, it almost does seem like she might be involved with that Charlotte-Oscar match at WrestleMania. Or... God forbid they go with Charlotte versus Nia as opposed to Charlotte versus Oscar or something like that. Don't manifest that into the world. Please. <laughs> it could happen. You never know. <laughs> anything is possible. I don't put anything past them. Uh, yeah. So then after this match, we get our first Miz versus Bobby Lashley match of the night. Uh, Lashley hits the ring. Then Miz takes his own time. Finally, they play the Miz's music. And we cut to the back. The Miz has cramps, ladies and gentlemen. The Miz is selling his stomach. Uh, he has cramps. He doesn't know if he'll be able to go. Lashley's pissed. He runs to the back and he chokes the Miz and he says that he's going to beat the Miz's ass. And from then on, instead of us getting the promised match at 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, Adam Pierce declares that the Miz will be forced to defend his WWE Championship at the 7 o'clock hour. So the, the clock resets. Miz now has another hour to prepare for the WWE Championship. What did you think about this, Issa? I, I felt bad for the Miz. If I had to face Bobby Lashley, my entire body will probably cramp too, and everything <laughs> will come up. I, 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 that's what I expected from the Miz. He didn't disappoint. I thought he would try to squirm his way out of this match and do whatever he had to do. So I appreciated that. And I, you know, it, it, the more it went on, the more I thought maybe they will switch the title tonight because when they announced it for that time, I was like, really, it's not main event thing. So something is happening, right? So yeah, I I wasn't I wasn't shocked by the miss doing miss things. Yeah, uh, I, I thought it was entertaining, but also it was um, uh, it was predictable in a way, and um, but it was still entertaining. So I, you kind of knew that it was going to come up later in the night. Obviously, if that was the way they got out of the match, doing it tonight and doing it at Fastlane then that would have been weak as hell. But the fact that it was just continuing on for the night and you did get your payoff by the end of the show, I thought it was good. Uh, Real quick, uh, Kayla Braxton's feet with the 499 Super Chat. Thank you. Thank you. That's it. We just wanted to know the the name. Just a thanks. Uh, Tokes Kazim saying, I think we are about to see the Vince Dream match, Bobby versus Drew versus Brock for the WWE title. Oof, that was out there a little earlier um, in terms of WrestleMania mover, rumored matches. That has been out there. We've talked about it on this podcast a lot. I mean, I think that makes it a lot more interesting to me. Um, and even if you had Keith Lee, I don't think Vince probably sees him on that level. But I think it, then at least you're getting someone like a really you know newer star in the mix as well. So. Um, yeah. My only problem with this was just, this is now two times in one hour. I mean, WWE opened the show saying we're going to get Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus, and then it goes into a bunch of talking and then commercial. Then they say, okay, we're going to get Miz versus Bobby, and then they go into another swerve. So it's just like really like a fool me once, fool me twice type thing, where somebody who covers this, and I had a feeling we were going to get Miz versus Bobby at some point, but I didn't know at this point, given how many tricks that they're pulling. And I know that their casual audience is not existent, but they need to think about things like that when they want to rebuild people who don't typically watch WWE. Because if I'm just watching because I haven't heard of Bobby Lashley in a while and I want to see if he wins, I'm not going to stick around for another two hours for them to do these tricks. I'm just going doing something else. Um, So that's the problem that I had with this. Yeah, I mean, if they ended up not going with him winning, then I think it would have been a problem. But the fact is, you know, they did go pretty quickly to that. You didn't have to wait 30 minutes for them to say that it's going to go on. So 
Right. And, so it, now, and it made a story from the beginning to the end of the show, which is something that I always appreciate when a story continues throughout the show. Um, it made you it made you watch from beginning to end if you're invested. So I appreciated that. Yeah. We now have a message from a sponsor of the show, Stereo, uh, your after party on Stereo. Do you ever scream your opinions into the abyss hoping we can somehow hear you? Well, now we can. We're going live on the Stereo app where you can ask us your questions directly on the app. Join us live for our after party exclusively on Stereo every Monday night. Stereo is the live social conversation app where you can be a co-host, part of the conversation, or simply listen. Stereo app has thousands of live social conversations with a wide range of genres for every interest, including news, comedy, sports, and more. You choose whether to be a co-host, participate as a guest, or simply listen in on the exclusive conversations the app allows us to build a more intimate relationships with you by engaging in direct conversations. So you can record a question and send it to us directly. So join us every Friday on the Stereo app and Monday for uncensored opinions and exclusive content. Uh, talking to your co-hosts, we're going to uh, do something. It's just you ever realize that we're uh, wrap our podcast. So you forgot to say something super important, uh, Raj or Issa. Well, with our new wrap-up show, our listeners can get the full story and hear everything we missed on our show exclusively on the Stereo app. Even better, they can join conversation live and talk directly to us on the app. So we're taking the party to uh, the Wrestling Inc. podcast over to Stereo so that we can talk directly to you about pro wrestling and everything that happens. Maybe it's a nice title change. You're going to be wanting to talk about that and get all fired up. Stereo is where people have started talking together again you can be your very own talk show host or if listening is more your jam jump on the stereo and ask all those questions you've been itching to ask this is a great app ladies and gentlemen uh, Issa, i understand you're familiar with the stereo app. it is i absolutely love stereo i go live on stereo every thursday and i allow the listeners and their questions to drive the conversation and drive what we talk about every thursday and it's very interactive i always appreciate hearing the voice notes and have everybody chiming on what it is that we're talking about it's awesome you should all download it and, and I'll, I'll, we also have the wrestling inc uh, after party the after podcast party uh this week is going to be this friday uh, matt will be back on on the podcast this wednesday glenn will be back as well this friday uh, you can follow them at Stereo.com slash Matt Morgan, Stereo.com slash Gruntland Rubenstein, and they'll be back this Friday night. Anything you want to ask, if it's about a question from Matt's high school years or uh, how long <laughs> uh, Glenn has been a vegan and the last time he, had, he tried a piece of meat, anything is open for discussion. <laughs> so uh, definitely check out the app, and we, we definitely thank them for, th- uh, for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Absolutely. Great app over there. I want to know about uh, Glenn Rubinson's vegan habits. That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. So next we get into Braun Strowman and a mystery partner versus a hurt business. So we get a lot of Braun and Shane in the segment. Shane McMahon and Adam Pierce hit the ring. Uh, Braun Strowman is very paranoid. He says Pierce and Shane have something against him. He said that Elimination Chamber match sucked without him. Uh, Shane says that Braun needs to learn conflict management because he's been studying it as part of an MBA program. And he uh, makes some joke about Braun not knowing how to read. Uh, Shane says the key to conflict management is communication. And he says he's going to force Braun to work with WWE management quite literally because his partner is Adam Pierce. That leads to Braun Strowman and Adam Pierce versus the Hurt Business. This is basically two on one. Braun Strowman doing a lot of the heavy lifting, and he's uh, pretty much dominating this match. He even gets a power slam on Shelton Benjamin and has him dead to rights. But Shane McMahon jumps up on the apron. He says that Braun has to work with management and tag in. So Braun does so. Pierce gets rolled up by Shelton. 
Uh, Strowman just absolutely loses his stuff. And uh, the Hurt Business retains the tag team championships over Braun Strowman and Adam Pearce because that was a tag team title match. What did you think about this, Issa? I absolutely love watching um, Cedric Alexander sell for Braun Strowman. The way he was just flipping around every time he threw him, I <laughs> truly enjoyed it. <laughs> um, I'm not sure. I don't think they know what they are doing with Braun Strowman at this time. Like, it just seems like there's... They're putting him in the most random storylines. Then they had him as a lumberjack at the end of the show. Like, I don't understand. I'm I'm not a fan, but listen, I, I'm always here for people getting thrown around. So I like that. And it looks like it's going to be Braun and Shane at WrestleMania and, and Shane getting thrown around. I'm sure he's probably got a big spot uh, planned that he has in mind. Um, man, you know, Braun, two, three years ago, three years ago, I guess it was, when he yeah. was super hot and just plowing through everyone in the elimination chamber. He was just awesome. And now with his promos, they're hard to listen to. It just takes away from him. When, when he talks, I'm just like, Ugh, you're, you're making me less interested in you the more you're talking. Um, and it's not only when he talks. This character has just been made to look like such a fool. He's a dumb. Yeah. If you, what the two wrestling fans usually like in terms of a babyface like this, the anti-authority figure. So the fact that Shane McMahon screamed for this guy to tag in when he's got a match right. one and a title one, he just sits there and looks at him like, well, I don't want to, though. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'll do it. Like, I don't care about any type of revenge he gets. I didn't like anything they did with Braun Strowman tonight. This is horrible. Man, it's like change his gear back, change his hair back, get him back to where he was, just an unstoppable monster. He was awesome back then. And what you got now, it's just not, it's not entry. It's just a, a tall guy now, a tall, big guy, as opposed to uh, an, an intimidating monster. Yeah, I, mean, I think just... he should have never he should have never been the replacement for Roman Reigns and that Goldberg match when he won the Universal title because you knew it felt like a hand down because Roman couldn't make the match. And I really feel that really killed any momentum that he had going that and that stupid swamp match with Bray Wyatt just completely just derailed him and they have to do something else with him. Yeah, that's Bray a great point. The Fiend has a history of derailing people, I think. Orton's yeah. kind of in that boat right now. <laughs> oh, God, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of collateral damage. You saw that with Braun Strowman here. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Michael Sachs Jr. with the $5 Super Chat saying, Hope everyone's doing well. Me, not so much. I lost my grandpa Saturday. Never had this feeling. It sucks. I'm happy for Bobby. And Bobby versus Strowman at, at, uh, at Vaseline. Um, first of all, Michael, really sorry to hear about your loss. Uh, yeah, prayers for your family and definitely. your loved ones. Thank you for tuning in too with all your problems. Yeah, we appreciate that. I mean, Bobby versus uh, Strowman, if they hadn't just had Bobby destroy him last week, um, I could almost see it, but I, I don't see it. I mean, I don't know what they do with him. Maybe Miz and Morrison in a handicap match? Um, yeah. You're talking about with Strowman? No, with, with uh, Bobby Lashley at, at Fastlane. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. There's, a, I mean, there's a couple things they can do. No, um, no, no. They can't do that. Remember, they did that with Braun when Braun was Universal Champion. They oh, had a yeah. handicap match against those two. Let's, let's not do that to Bobby. <laughs> That's true. It is weird. I think you can point to the Universal Title Run really derailing Braun Strowman. It's almost as if, like, East is absolutely right in that, like, a monster like Braun Strowman should be dominant and should have his title and. You know, you expect him to hold on to it for a long time. But the fact that he always seemed like a replacement champion kind of undercut him as a monster. So we're never really yeah. focused on his dominance. And I think that's still come back to I know that the Swamp Match and all that hurt, but I think what really hurt him was that Universal title run. 
and he wasn't even supposed to be he wasn't even on that wrestlemania card yeah. if you remember last year like he didn't even have a match and you know they, yeah. they just pulled it in at the last minute when roman uh decided uh, you know smartly at the time for uh his withheld his and everything going on that he wasn't going to do it God, that feels like a long time ago. It does. Yeah, it really wasn't that long. It was less than a year. It was less than a year. We haven't been to a, the one-year spot when everything shut down yet. We yeah. still had crowds at this point last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Finn Abs is saying, hi, Demon Diva. Hello. Super chat. <laughs> she did I heard shot. you had a, a, a marriage proposal last week. Oh, yeah, she did. <laughs> it happens. We could have had a moment here, but no. That's, saying, That's not fair. I've never gotten one. <laughs> well, super chats, you heard him. I know. Let's get him coming. <laughs> so we get into Damian Priest versus Elias. Before this match, uh, we get a backstage segment with Elias and Bad Bunny. Elias wants to do a single with Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny turns him down. Uh, Elias then gets in the ring and says the Universal Truth was snubbed for a Grammy Award. Uh, then we get into the actual match. This was essentially a very kind of even match with Elias taking most of it. Priest doing a lot of selling. Uh, he eventually makes his comeback. And uh, he wins with the hits the light finisher, hit the lights finisher. Uh, what did you guys think about this match? I didn't like it. I thought they gave Elias way too much offense. They did the same thing with Garza last week. I feel like Damian Priest should be destroying people right now. And if you don't want Elias to be destroyed, then put him against somebody else that can afford to take a squash match ultimately. That being said, you guys know I'm a huge Bad Bunny fan, and he just brings me so much joy to see how happy he is to be here every time. <laughs> so that's that. But I just I, I want um, Damian Priest to just be destroying anybody that he faces, and it doesn't seem that way. I agree. I, I thought this was way too competitive. I thought Angel Garza was uh, worse, I thought, just because at least Elias is shown on TV often. Right. And he was a regular character, whereas Angel Garza hadn't been being used. But yeah, so competitive when it's not like Elias was someone that had a lot of steam. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I thought that was weird. Maybe they're just trying to see what he can do in the ring um, because, you know, I'm sure Vince doesn't really, has probably not watched him in NXT. So kind of gives him a chance to check out what he can do. But yeah, I agree. I I think he should be more dominant. I did have a question for you guys. Do you... and Issa, you're you're a Bad Bunny fan. Uh, Alfred, I wasn't sure if you are or not. Do you think I enjoy his music? I won't say I'm a fan. I'm no Issa in terms of my fandom for him, but I enjoy his music. <laughs> do, do you think he should be on every week or less is more? I, I I don't I don't have a problem as a fan, but that's because he's not getting involved. Even tonight, mm-hmm. he just stayed on the side. He smiled. He kind of hyped up his guy and went to the ring after he won. I I appreciate the fact that he's not getting involved. I wouldn't want him getting, you know, into interfering or doing anything like that, which they were doing on the beginning when it was the miss, you know, mm. now they're just letting him kind of just be Damien Priest hype guy. So if he stays in that lane, I don't have a problem with it. I, I think he'll eventually bow out and he'll probably be missed. But, you know, I, I, I don't want it to affect what they do with Damien Priest because Bad Bunny's not going to stay with him forever. And you don't have strong contenders for that main title right now. So you need to be building up these guys. And Damian Priest could be somebody that I could see going up there. Um, so, you know, I don't I don't think that the presence of Bad Bunny is hurting, you know, is doing anything bad. Yeah, yeah I don't think he should be on TV every week, but 
in the empty arena era, I definitely think that WWE has a little more creative license because I feel like if we were in front of live crowds, these fans would just be looking for a reason to turn on a guy like Bad Bunny. He's a celebrity. They were talking about how he drives a $3 million Bugatti. Wrestling fans are very territorial in terms of celebrities. 3.8. 3.8 million. Okay, well, listen, there you go. Let's do the accounting correctly here. But wrestling <laughs> fans, they're very territorial when it comes to celebrities. So I think if this was a live arena by now, they would have some edict where he has to stay backstage. Uh, I definitely think him winning the title and being out in the arena every single week is something you could only get away with um, in a closed set environment so that fans don't take over. So I really don't have a problem with how much they're using him, especially if they're using that to get over Damian Priest and as Nexus to be more mainstream because it is kind of working in some ways, especially merchandise sales with younger people getting invested in WWE because of Bad Bunny. And I do think that's a huge positive that a lot of people in WWE cannot bring. Yep. Yeah. Um, but why, why is the conga line, the 24-7 conga line all of a sudden stop? It's like, yeah, they're, they're not chasing after that title anymore. Because they're scared of Damian Priest. Yeah, but he's in the middle of a match. They've, yeah. they've come out for worse. <laughs> this and they did come out a couple weeks ago, though. I yeah. mean, they, they pick and choose their spots when they do that, which is kind yeah, of the we, I guess we can't, we can't dissect 24-7 storytelling. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I will add a, one more thing about the Damian Priest match. Another thing, in addition to the level of guys that he has to sell for, just physically looking at this monster who's like six foot, six and a half, selling for guys half his size when it's like, just don't overthink this. We saw a telltale example tonight of Lashley. They used to overthink him. They did the sisters thing. They did the thing with the interview where he was smiling. They didn't overthink him. They just had to be a monster. And now he's the hottest guy in the company. If they don't overthink Damian Priest and just have him beat guys and short matches, it'll probably be the same thing because I think he's very talented. Absolutely. Agreed. Uh, Stellar Justin Lopez with the 499 Super Chat saying, Braun is Big Show 2.0 now. He is just so damn corny to me now. And I loved that guy in 2017. His gear and damn train entrance is cringe. His gear, <laughs> it's like, do you, remember, yeah. you guys remember the Truth Commission in the 90s? It's kind of yes. like that. <laughs> uh, Josie Campos, uh, 499 Super Chat, thank you. Saying Bobby Mania 2021. A lot of people hot for Bobby winning the title. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, we get in. Okay, go let ahead. Me, let, me, let me get a couple hey! more. Antoine Fair, Roger, <laughs> nah, chill. Oh, Thanks for the on. super chat. You didn't even think about it, Raj. <laughs> wow. <laughs> James Adams saying, big fan of the Miss Diva. Love the podcast show. Thank you, James. So uh, what James. we're talking about, Bobby Lashley. Oh, no, go ahead, sure. <laughs> Chris Pantaleo with the $1.99 super chat saying, after Big Show shock, Vince has to have Brock signed. Oh, so he's saying because uh, yeah. Big Show went to AEW, he must have Brock signed. I'll say this. He's, I don't see any way he lets Brock go to AEW. So Brock's going to go anywhere. If I don't know if he, he's in Canada. I don't know if he can travel right now or wants to travel, deal with having to stay quarantined. So um, we'll see. I'd love to see Brock back. And Jody Shauna Jenkins uh, saying maybe WWE should bring Gerardo in as well to tag with Bad Bunny. Then they can perform Rico Suave together. That song is awesome. No, it doesn't. It had a moment. <laughs> Eason is not approved. I will say this. I did like seeing Bad Bunny and Elias together. I think that might be the direction they should go for WrestleMania because it just fits given Elias's musical gimmick. Yeah. 
Uh, Sean Wiley, the $2 super chat saying, Bad Bunny is going to turn on Damien Priest. <gasps> it should be the other way around. It should be the other way around. Bad Bunny, he can't be, if you're, if you're going for his demo, he can't be a bad guy. We call him San Benito. That's a saint. Like, <laughs> he's a good guy. So have Damien Priest turn on him first because that's just, nobody's ever going to see him like a bad guy. He's, he's actually a really good dude in real life. I think Bad Bunny wins at Mania and probably is going to be gone for a while. He's, you know, he's a busy guy. I mean, he's a legit music, music superstar. Can't be doing Raw every week. Yeah. Especially if things start opening back up. Exactly. That's what it's going to count on. As long as live touring is shut down, he's going to have a lot more time to work with WWE. But probably this summer, maybe as soon as this summer, when live tour- touring starts to open up, that's when we're going to see less of Bad Bunny. Yeah. So we go into the second Bobby Lashley championship match of the evening. But because this is going to happen at the 7 o'clock hour. At the 7 o'clock hour, we are in the midst of a Randy Orton segment. They are recapping Randy Orton puking bile. So those people who are now returning to WWE television to see Bobby Lashley versus The Miz are being treated to Randy Orton not only puking bile from last week, but then we get back into this backstage segment, and a clone Randy Orton is now talking in a deep, altered voice to this Randy Orton. And Randy Orton is sitting there. He's scared. We get Alexa in a pentagram again. Orton starts dry heaving and he runs off of stage. And this is now at about 7.04, 7.05, headed into Bobby Lashley. But this is what we were treated to. What did you guys think about this before we get into Bobby Lashley versus The Miz? Raj? Isa? <laughs> <laughs> Don't be shy. <laughs> Listen, I am a huge horror movie fan, okay? So I try to give this a chance. And while I enjoyed it, it stopped for me with the throwing up whatever he threw up last week, right? I like the angry clone. I wasn't here for the dry heaving part of it. Uh, it's, it's interesting for some people, but it's just not for everybody. I, I, it needs to get somewhere. I feel like I, I love long time storytelling, but this is just taking way too long to get to the point. And I don't even know what the point is. We need some holy water, a Ouija board, and a priest. <laughs> ASAP. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was god-awful. You know, I've hated this storyline for pretty much since the beginning. I, I I say this too often, but I love the Fiend gimmick when he first came at SummerSlam with Finn Balor. No no magic, no no pink lighting, no nothing. It was just a badass yeah. character with a crazy costume. And now it, it's just hard to watch. Like, when I see these segments, I just I find them embarrassing. When the figure came on with the hood, I thought we were going to get some weird Bray Wyatt voice and we weren't going to see the face and we were finally somewhat getting him back into this because I'm not here to see Randy feud with Alexa Bliss. While she might be the medium here, I'm not here for it. Like, I need the Finn to come back or I need Randy to move on because he was at his hottest a year ago. We were just talking about that and it feels like it was 10 years ago when he was killing legends and doing all that. And now this is just, I don't know. I mean, props to him because Randy is always so ready to try anything and he's done it with Bray Wyatt multiple times, House of Horrors match. Like, maybe it's time that he goes, you know what, maybe I don't want to do that. Maybe he's a little too open to trying new things. I mean, God bless him, but this is this is the worst <laughs> stuff Randy Orton's done in a long time. Probably since it, the last it, it Bray really Wyatt is. feud. It's probably worse than that. It's worse than the last Bray Wyatt feud. Actually, the last Bray Wyatt feud had some cool stuff. Just their WrestleMania match was god-awful. And then they had that House of Horrors match or whatever that they did after, which was r- really bad as well. So keep these two apart. Let Bray Wyatt just go back to being a 
crazy character. I agree with you, Issa. When they showed the the hood, at first I thought it was Bray Wyatt. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Finally, they're moving forward right. with this storyline. And then I was, then it was coming forward, and, you, and you're like, then I was like, oh, that's too lean. You know, looks like Randy Orton, and then it turned out to be. But yeah, yeah, it was exact. And I mean, of all places to put on the show, like this is one of those things where it's like between this and what happens in our next segment. I mean, it's like WWE's begging you to tap out. Like there is several ways they could promote a WWE title match, but. To do this, and then it's like, oh, and on top of that, we're not going to give you what you were waiting for. It was just, I mean, this is a type of segment that will cause people, even I saw my time limit, who knows what was true and, and who's actually telling the truth about this, but I saw several people say, okay, I'm done for, for the night on Raw. Like, I'll just <laughs> tune in tomorrow for the Bobby Lashley thing, uh, because this is something that really, if you didn't like it, you really don't like it and don't want any more of Raw. Right. It's almost insulting to your intelligence at some point. Uh, Pumpkinhead Neo Akira saying it was Satan. They did this before, right? Where they had the little kid and Bray Wyatt was singing. He's got the whole world yes. in his hands. That was awesome. The actually. kid had the same voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sean Wiley with the $5 super chat saying, my gut feeling is Bobby Lashley is going to turn face and Keith Lee is going to join the Herb business and go against, oh, whoops. Missed that. And go against Lashley down the line. 100% guarantee it. That could be fun. I, I, I'm i not against that. That's actually kind of a cool idea. I think Keith Lee as a heel would probably get over better. In Definitely. Eyes. I don't think he has a choice at this point. <laughs> right. Uh, Ryan W. with the $2 Super Chat saying, Is it Vince or Bray writing this stuff? Um. <laughs> Well, Bray would write a lot of his own stuff. I don't. He I'm, gets a lot of input. Bray does get a lot. He's a very imaginative guy, sometimes to his own demise. I think it's his greatest strength and his greatest weakness is his creativity. Mm-hmm. So good point. So we get uh, Bobby Lashley versus The Miz at um, a little after seven. We get the uh, announcement for the title match. But beforehand, The Miz gets on the microphone. I did, I will say, I love The Miz tonight. Just as a heel from a pro wrestling standpoint, mm-hmm. I was just imagining if we were in a live arena, people would be going crazy at this point in terms of The Miz now again trying to get out of this match. So I did like The Miz as a heel. So he says he wants a WrestleMania match. He thinks him and Bobby Lashley, why are they doing this on free TV on Raw? We should do this at WrestleMania. Uh, MVP just says, ring the bell. They ring the bell. The Miz grabs the title and he runs off. And he gets counted out, and that's the match. What did you guys think about Miz versus Bobby Lashley, too? I think the Miz has a future as an Olympic runner. The <laughs> way he took off, oh, my God. He gave both a run for his money, and I popped huge. Might have been my favorite moment of the night. Again, if you're a, a heel and you have to face this guy, and he's that scary, you're going to take off. Also, you have to give him props for trying to sell the WrestleMania match because, technically speaking, it's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, well, he did make sense in this segment. And uh, I agree with you. I thought he was hilarious. I thought the way he ran to the back was hilarious. Um, he's entertaining. My my only problem has always been, uh, like with The Miz, if you're going to put him in this kind of a position, at least have him some, give him some credibility over the, you know, the previous six months where he's winning some matches or at least competitive. But he has lost every match except for three and one was the drew mcintyre cash in mm-hmm. uh in the past year and, and change uh, every singles right. match so it's like you're a cobra a cobra kai fan right alfred and I know, yes I do and Issa, it. you watch it too yeah you know the like the two like nerdy kid the the nerdy kids and like, yeah. like if <laughs> yeah. they made that the main bad guy all of a sudden <laughs> just one episode all of a sudden he's the one that's you know beating everybody up it just takes the credibility out of it because of how they've been positioned in that story uh, you know, when Miz is the comedic 
element and then to be world champion you know and again it's not about the miz it's about how he's positioned in that storyline and it's even more frustrating if you look at how well they've booked this WWE championship. You look at who had it before the Miz. It was Brock Lesnar and then Drew McIntyre, who was booked as the best babyface that they've had since Cena. And then Randy Orton, who's a Hall of Famer, back to Drew McIntyre. And now it goes all the way down to the Miz and it turns into a joke. This show alone kind of made the WWE title seem like it was a prop of all the crap that Miz has been doing to win it and to get away from defending it. So I don't know why they're undoing all that credibility that they've built up over a year, but the Miz is champion. From a wrestling standpoint, as a heel, I really love The Miz and how he's performed. But from a booking standpoint and how they're treating this title in WrestleMania season, very questionable. Okay, but that being said, Drew McIntyre was crying on TV a couple of weeks ago over Sheamus, and you have Randy Orton puking black goo, so they haven't really treating it. Oh that yeah, well. no, yeah, yeah. Two things can be true. It definitely, it's definitely gone down a downward trajectory. But from uh, you know maybe up until Hell in a Cell, they were bulletproof with this WWE Championship. Yeah, when Randy had it, he should have never dropped it back. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> And the Miz, I mean, he, the Miz was transitionary, clearly. And, you know, in a few weeks, you're not even going to think about it because, you know, Lashley winning it, all of a sudden, the title is back to where it was. So, um, in my opinion. So, it was just sure. an entertaining way to get it off of Drew and, you know, onto Lashley without having Lashley beat Drew yet. Right. So the next segment, we get uh, MVP is furious backstage. He says, Shane, this is bullshit. And he gets to say the word. You almost never see this on Monday Night Raw, but they let him say the SH word. He's furious. Shane says he's going to make it right. And he says he might even have to strip The Miz of the title, but The Miz is going to have to defend it tonight one way or another. So here we go again. Reset the hour. The Miz will defend that title. Uh, Charlotte Flair comes out just to light Twitter on fire. She says that she's going to challenge Asuka this WrestleMania. She should be the one. Uh, my timeline lights up. I don't know about your guys'. Uh, then Shayna Baszler and Nia come out. They interrupt Sharla. They say they each have a case uh, to Asuka. And to your guys' point about Nia Jax, Nia, in terms of booking, has beaten the two world champions in WWE. So Shayna and Nia both want their shot, too. They jump Charlotte. This leads to Charlotte versus Shayna Baszler. Uh, this was, I think, Shayla, I think Shayna and Charlotte have bad chemistry together, but I do think this was the best match that they've had together. Uh, Charlotte works over Shayna's knee toward the end. Hits a natural selection for the clean win, so Charlotte might be on her way to face Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. They also replayed that a brutal kick from Shayna to Asuka that knocked Asuka's teeth out. So Asuka is out right now with injury. Yeah, I didn't need to see that replay in slow motion again. We understood what happened. That was not necessary, but we all knew we were going to get here with Charlotte. I still feel like her return was wasted. Randomly pairing her with Asuka to like go into that Lacey Evans thing to now this. This is this is where she was going to end up regardless. I wish they would have not brought her back to team her up with Asuka when they did. Uh, that being said, it's Charlotte Flair. She has to have a WrestleMania match against who? We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I, I think originally it was supposed to be Charlotte and Lacey Evans at WrestleMania, and that right. was, the, and they're gonna have Lacey Evans be Asuka. Um, you know, Charlotte versus Asuka, they could do a cool story with that, with you know Charlotte ending her streak at WrestleMania, how it's it's bothered Asuka for years. And I don't know if they'll do it. I mean, Sasha versus Bianca Belair, I feel like they're just watering down that feud completely with Reginald being involved, and yeah, it, it just totally dilutes it. So. I don't, I don't trust them to tell that story, but if they wanted to, that story's there. Yeah. I, I want to see what they're going to do with Rhea Ripley. I think Rhea Ripley should be in WrestleMania, but I don't need to see Rhea and Charlotte 
unless it is to write that wrong and, and, and let Rhea go over. So again, we'll see. They keep playing the video packages. I really hope they bring her out before WrestleMania and she gets a, a big match at WrestleMania. I'm a big fan of Rhea Ripley. Did they I mean, hear one tonight? I think yeah, they, they did. did. Okay. They yeah, had a video package, and it was a really good one. They made it yeah. look very dominant. It was actually different than last week's, which I appreciated because I hate when they played the same video package right. week after week after week. Right. Uh, Jax Collins is saying, I know you'll get to it, but why the hell was Braun at ringside as a lumberjack? <laughs> with the story he's in, or why didn't he face off with Bobby at the end? I think his stuff is Bobby with just a one-off last week to give Bobby a big win. Oh, yeah. He's clearly programmed with Shane McMahon and... Uh, you know, it's uh, at least he's got a match on the show, I guess. Yeah, and I think this moment was so long overdue for Bobby Lashley that there's nothing wrong with letting him have this moment. Let everybody come out and face him next week. But but tonight, he sh- after, after we waited so long to get to it, he deserved to have his moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Justin Lopez uh, saying, I was hoping Rhea would come out here to get in the mix for Mania. I hope they don't waste her in the Battle Royal. I have a feeling they're going to put her against Alexa Bliss. Oh, what about Rhea versus Charlotte at Fastlane to determine a number one contender? I know we might be running out of some time, but I mean, Rhea's got to debut sooner or later. So if you want to get to Rhea versus Asuka somehow, you could do Rhea and Charlotte at Fastlane. With the way they botched Rhea last year, I'd say keep her out of the title picture right now, you know, because they, I mean, they botched her quick. Oh. Um, I almost think she should be a heel just because I don't know if, she was impressing Vince with her promos as a baby face. I mean, what other explanation was there why she never really got a chance to get going? So, If you're going to keep her out of the title picture, then let her exercise Alexa Bliss with an ass kicking at WrestleMania. Yeah. I can get behind that. She, she did is. eliminate her at the Royal Rumble, so there is some fun. Yeah, there. remember when she was yeah. trying to do her whole weird magic thing and Rhea Ripley was like, yeah, not today, Satan, and threw her right out? It's yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kieran George saying, WWE finally has two legit badass wrestlers as main champions. I know they wrestled before, but Lashley versus Reigns at Survivor Series would be great. Yes, it would. And Bobby Lashley can say, I beat you, because Bobby Lashley actually beat Roman back then. So that would be an epic promo for MVP to cut. Not Lashley. Don't let him talk. Let MVP talk for him. Yeah. No, Lashley's best with uh, MVP uh, yeah. being Completely his turned his career around all the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And uh, even though... Bobby Lashley showed an impact. He could, you know, he could talk, and he was good as the arrogant champion, but uh, uh, with what they want, the -the over-the-top stuff, uh, you know, MVP is definitely more suited for that. Yeah, I enjoyed enjoyed the video that they had of him right before Raw. I think it was on social media, WWE tweeted him of him entering the Thunderdome, and he cut a short little The Miz is on my way. Yeah, right. I actually really liked him. Then that, Bobby Lashley, I can get behind. Yeah. Yeah. And I was talking about Bobby Lashley's WWE career. If you remember where he was at, he was doing the sisters thing. And then he had that wedding with Lana that I thought he, there was no coming back from that. But just by being in the Hurt Business and being made to just kill people, he's just a completely different guy now. Then I think it was the end of the year around this time, the end of the year last year, where Lashley was doing all that stuff for the wedding. So it's good to see him come yeah. out of that. Yeah. I mean, he was dominant in that feud with Rusev. Rusev yes. never, never beat him or anything. but. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they're booking him right now. It would be, you know, be curious at, like, how the fans would react. Um, and, you know, we'll see at WrestleMania. Like, is he going to get a babyface reaction against Drew? You know? Probably. Uh, we'll see. 
I just thought it was funny that like they introduced Bobby Lashley and they piped in a bunch of fake booze. And I've never heard a faker set of booze because like if that was an actual crowd, they are not booing that man the way he's just been booked recently. And I think there was a fervor to see Bobby Lashley win that title from the Miz. Yeah. Uh, we get Lucha House Party versus Retribution. So Lucha House Party, they show off their moves. It's a good match. Uh, Retribution loses. Uh, Lucha House Party beats him clean. Mustafa gets really mad. And then he challenges Matt Riddle, who's with the Lucha House Party. So he wants a one-on-one match with Matt Riddle. They have a very good match. They work very well together. But there was a botched backstabber from the top rope that was pretty scary uh, by Mustafa Ali. But Mustafa wins the match. So uh, he shows Retribution how it's done. And he beats uh, the U.S. champion in a non-title match uh, after Retribution distracted Matt Riddle and the referee. So uh, it's looking like we're going to get Mustafa Ali against Riddle. I'm so over Retribution. I am so <laughs> over it. Like, it needs to go away. And, he, and I'm glad that Ali got the win, but it is taken away from Ali. I'm sorry. I just can't get behind him. Yeah, I mean, they're teasing a split. Hopefully they go through with it. Because, yeah, this is, I mean, this was god-awful in week two. Um, I think T-Bar, I hate that name, but he's he's shown, like, something. Um, him and Mace, I feel like they, they get rid of those masks, change their gear up a little bit. They could be a cool tag team. Um, you know, Ali, I think, is can be good on his own. He's already shown that. And and same as Mia Yim. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely like, like to see them break up sooner and later. And... Ali versus Riddle. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, I think it'll, the matches will be good. I just don't, it doesn't seem like a an important match or a big title match to me. You know, so I forgot who the U.S. champion was today. That, it's Riddle. It was actually, yeah, I know, but I forgot. I, was, I don't know who I was talking to, and I'm like, wait, who has it? And and that's, I mean, I get it. He just won, and he hasn't done much with it, but. I just, I just can't take him seriously. Matt Riddle is a true MMA badass, and these things that they're doing with him and teaming him with the Lucha dudes, like it's just not working. Everything about that whole segment was just not working for me. Yeah, Riddle should not be a comedy character. I mean, he is a funny guy, but he should be funny in his own way, and the comedy should not be front and center. Like this he guy is not, very yeah. talented. He shouldn't be just comedy. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And you know, I, I mean, like he's he's rooting when Bobby Lashley won. It's like, yeah, Lashley, I noticed that too. Been killing you for two like, months. Why are you happy? You, nobody was happier than Riddle, and it's like, what are you happy about? This guy almost murdered you. <laughs> like he punched you out like no one has, you know, yeah. on TV for week after week. It was brutal. So that was definitely weird. I mean, that might have. Who knows what what was behind that? But uh, yeah, in terms of retribution, it's just a bunch of talented people who are in the wrong spot. Like Mia Yim's talented. Dijakovic is underneath. That I think T Bar gimmick is really good, and Mustafa Ali obviously. They're just in the wrong thing. The week they got destroyed by the Fiend, that was it. That was it for this group, and right. they haven't recovered since. Right. I think Matt Riddle was celebrating because now Bobby Lashley won't come back for the U.S. title. He's moved on. Obviously, <laughs> That's so true. Good yeah, for get, him. And, he gets and get to on stay his alive. good side. <laughs> so, retribution if you remember they i think they lost their very first match so yeah they yeah they kind did. of doomed from day one done from there yeah, yeah. uh we get uh finally main event segment 7 54 pacific time it is bobby lashley versus the miz for the wwe championship backstage miz was complaining to shane that he already defended his title he doesn't see why he has to do it again but shane sends him out anyway uh, it is the Miz versus Lashley. Shane comes out, 
And he introduces Lumberjacks from Raw. So now the ring is surrounded by Lumberjacks. This is what we were talking about. Braun Strowman's one of the Lumberjacks. Riddle, of course, is one of the Lumberjacks. So the story of this match is just the Miz trying to get out of it. He tries to run away. He gets thrown back in by Drew Gulak. He's running away from Lashley. Lashley's just killing the Miz. Doesn't sell a damn thing. It is about a squash match in about two minutes. Uh, Miz gets trapped in a hurt lock. He taps out clean in the middle of the ring. Bobby Lashley is your new WWE champion. I repeat, this is not a drill. Bobby Lashley is your new WWE champion. He went back to the Miz, picked him up, and put another hurt lock on. So now I'm getting nervous that they're going to disqualify him and take the title away. Nope. Bobby Lashley goes <laughs> off the air tonight, March 1st, 2021, as your WWE champion. How did you guys like this? It's so long overdue for him, and he's finally being booked the way that he should have been for the last, what, how many years? Um, I 17. absolutely loved it. 17 years, that's right. I loved when the Miz kept going out of the ring. He kept pointing at the WrestleMania sign and offering title <laughs> shots for the people. Like, let us go. That was so hilarious. Um, I love that it was a squash match. It should have been. And listen, I'm, I'm super happy for Bobby Lashley. I, I, I'm not here for Drew against Lashley. I'm here for Brock versus Lashley. Somebody needs to open the checkbook and let Brock write his own check <laughs> and bring him back because this is the time to do it. I've been waiting for this match for like 10 years. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that, that match is more interesting to me for sure, Brock and, and, and Lashley. Um, but it does seem like it's designed for Drew to beat Lashley. I hope they change course. Um, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens because... Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, WrestleMania 34, was it? Where it was Brock against Roman and yeah, everyone yeah. assumed... It was a nightmare. ...that Roman was going to win and Brock won clean. Um, so they changed, they changed course. So um, maybe they will. But right now it seems clear that it, it's designed for Drew to be a, a monster in Lashley in front of it, a live audience. Yeah, it seems set up like that. But I mean, we're going to go into a stadium with people in it. And I don't think that's what the people are going to want. I think especially because it's kind of out there that this is a big plan. And, you know, Drew McIntyre has done a great job as WWE champion. Yeah, you feel bad for him that he didn't get his moment last year. And it would, I know, I don't either. But it would feel right for him to get his moment now. But it's like tough. You know what? Like, that's the business, man. There is a hot guy in the business right now. And it's Lashley. And I don't think... I think he's better than having to be the setup guy for Drew McIntyre, even though uh, that would be a good move for WWE if they want to promote a babyface long-term and get this guy a big win. I think you're running the risk of having people turn on Drew McIntyre. And that Roman Reigns example is very apropos in that if Drew wins and gets his coronation, it will not feel like a coronation because instead of empty arena, it might be an arena full of booing. Well, that's the problem with Drew McIntyre's title ring. It feels very Roman Reigns back in 2015 to me. Like, there, I, I cannot get behind the guy. I don't know what it is that he's doing. I just cannot support it. That being said, I, I, I can't. This, this, this match already happened, and it didn't even main event a B-class pay-per-view because nobody was invested. So why do you think you should redo it at WrestleMania with the same result? You know what I mean? Unless you right. put it first on night one, so we'll forget about it by the time WrestleMania really ends, like you did with Goldberg, then you're wasting Bobby Lashley. No, no, no. Let him go. And if you can have Brock back by Mania, maybe by SummerSlam, therefore we keep the title ring going. Yeah, and I even even if you do want to eventually get it on Drew, have Bobby win this time. It's a surprise. And you still build up. He may make a credible top heel, another Brock level kind of heel. Because uh, they need more big stars. And then down the road, when Drew meet, beats them, it means that much more. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't, I'm not against the idea of 
Lashley winning at Mania, although I wouldn't expect it right now. Um, Jason McKay with the $10 Super Chat saying, The Lumberjacks were all the victims that Lashley and Hurt Business punked out, and not a single one took their revenge. Not even Titus, and he had his shirt off. Now that's respect. <laughs> that's a good point. Yep. <laughs> I will say the people on the outside, and, and to kind of defend Riddle, everybody on the outside, if you looked at the reaction, seemed legitimately happy in shoot fashion to see Bobby Lashley win because this is a culmination of a very long career. Maybe that was what was overtaking Riddle uh, because yeah. this was – it was like about as babyface a celebration as a heel can get because, like, if this was a babyface winning this, they would have just got, gone in there and lifted him on the shoulders. But you can't do that with a heel like Lashley. So I think that might have been their version of, like, celebrating Bobby Lashley. It's a big deal, and it feels like a, a turning point in wrestling in general. There's a lot of things that haven't happened in the past that are starting to happen, and as a minority myself, it's amazing to see, and I'm going to pop for it every single time. Yes. What I love about this is this isn't like a historic, oh, we're going to make history and build this. Right. This is as organic a guy, and that's mm-hmm. all I've asked for. Let like a happen with Kofi. just win. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is, it's better than Kofi because with Kofi, it was like, this is the moment. It's his moment. We have to do it with Kofi. With Lashley, it's like, it could have it's a guy that they booked correctly and made into a monster and won, and also he's black. So now it's getting more normalized. And I love that because then it's more opportunities to just, if you book somebody correctly and you put them in the right spot, they can win their matches and they can get over like that. So I really like the fact that the emphasis is on how hot Bobby Lashley has gotten on the merits of good booking. Right. Yeah. It's not about, yeah, for sure. Uh, John Foster, 499, uh, with the 499 Super Chat saying, would Cesaro versus Kenny Omega be a dream match? I mean, it depends on what you like, you know. Um, I mean, I'm I'm not going to stay up at night (laughs) looking that match. uh, (laughs) But, um, again, it depends. If you love in-ring, just in-ring, you would love that, I'm sure. If he went to AEW and... You know, I think that would be a hot, a huge hot match there. Right. Yeah, I'm sure they will kill it in the ring. Uh, Jax Callens with the 499 Super Chat saying, sorry, but Braun is a lumber. He should have destroyed all the lumberjacks. Looked at Shane with the I wasn't kidding face. Miz laughs. Bobby wins. I like doing Bobby's win without outside shenanigans. Yeah. Me too. So, yeah. I don't mind doing something like that in another match down the road, but for this night, I think Lashley. I tweeted this before the show. I think Lashley wins dominantly, squash, you know, destroys the Miz, and that's what it should be. And they did it. And if you're writing a book, that that's I think that's how you do it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Stellar Justin Lopez saying, "Have we ever had back-to-back transitional WWE champions?" I'm pulling for Bobby to retain and have a long run. Are we counting Randy Orton as a transitional champion since he I mean, only he, held it for two weeks? Yeah, he kind of was, right? But then he flipped it back to Drew, so you can't... Um, yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I'm sure we have, but... Uh, and again, I don't think Bobby Lashley should be a transitional champion. If Drew won it back, he'd feel like the transitional champion to me. Yeah, I mean... Three title reigns in a year. Yeah. Undertaker, a lot of times, his reigns were, and he would even say it. Like, I don't need the title. I, you know, I'm not that the title guy. I'm more to get someone to that title. Um, but yeah, there, there've been lots. I mean, I'm trying to think of two in a row. There's just yeah, so many title reigns. It's hard to, you know, keep track, but. Oh, it's easy. Braun Strowman and The Fiend. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if the Well, the Fiend yeah. never won it. Well, he won the yeah, Universal, he did, the universal right. title. Yes, yeah, and yeah, then Braun Strowman right. won it. And then Goldberg. Like, that title yeah. changes. I'm so glad that it's warming Roman Reigns' shoulder for a long yeah. time now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it means the most of, that it has. Uh, Alejandro yeah. Villarreal saying, uh, Lashley should have beat Cena back in the day. Completely agreed. Oh, boy, but with the ECW, when he was ECW champion, Cena. Uh, they had a one-on-one match. Uh, I think it was at the Great American Bash, but it was one of the better-built matches because they just built up Bobby Lashley as a huge threat to John Cena, and it seemed like John Cena could lose. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was, when that, was... He, that was when Lashley was ECW champion. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, I think probably it was one of Bobby Lashley's best matches from that era in WWE. Absolutely. And if I'm not mistaken, I think that was his first loss. Um, in I think it was. Uh, Sean Wiley with the $2 super chat saying Riddle versus Omega versus Osprey is a dream match. <laughs> for, for some, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, Literal dream because they're not under the same contract. So, you know. Right. Um, Kerry and George with the $5 super chat saying, I just want to say NWO Raji because ratings. <laughs> you were on fire on Twitter a couple of he days was. ago. He oh, yeah. was. <laughs> Wednesday Night Raj, baby. <laughs> he was preaching. <laughs> Got a little triggered. Um, <laughs> Tim Mickles with the four ninety nine super chat saying, Preaching facts, Alfred. Way to go, Lashley. Yes, I yes. love it. I, the more black excellence, the better. I'm telling you. <laughs> It was great. Only I we could get some Indian, Indian excellence. Sure, in there. yeah. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> I got my Puerto Rican champion. I got Bad Bunny. So I oh, there, you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Damien <laughs> Priest is on his way, too. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. And Damien Priest, he's one of those guys. He checks those boxes that Vince likes. He's, he's, he's tall. He's got a good physique. He's got a, a good promo skills, cool voice. And usually those are the kind of guys that Vince will push. So. Absolutely. Well, hopefully no more competitive matches against Garza, please. Yeah, I mean, he needs to be... <laughs> yeah, next week, if they have him in a 20-minute nail-biter with Drew Gulak, we know that. <laughs> with freaking Humberto Carrillo. Right. Watch. And this oh, is nothing is against no them. This is just how they're booked. But, yeah. And that, you guys were talking earlier about how, how come people don't come down. Like, that would make more sense if they didn't come down if Priest was presented as this killer who it's like, you don't want to go anywhere near the guy. But if he's struggling to beat Angel Garza, well, then yeah, I'm going to run down and win that title. Where are right. these guys? <laughs> <laughs> but the, that's the show it went off the air uh, one of the best endings to a Raw I could remember it, they did a good job building tension to Bobby Lashley finally winning because I was just thinking if they do anything other than have Bobby win like this could be a very long night on Twitter for WWE. it would have been the end like it would have felt so <laughs> clickbaity I was yeah. I was worried too I'm like oh my god they're gonna troll us like I never yeah. expect I never if there's something I'm hoping for I think it'll go the opposite way and I really want it Lashley to win right. so I was like yeah it's not gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> um, so brother number five with the dollar 99 super chat saying wwe trying to be slick with sasha and bobby's turns. turns yeah i mean it's good i think he's just saying that they're both world champion but both of them have come about it like as the hottest character it's not like they're just doing this as a diversity thing they both earned that like mm-hmm. bailey and sasha were the hottest act of the pandemic to me and then sasha became world champion in a hot storyline Lashley has emerged as the hottest guy this year, and now he's world champion. The, I think the world title should always be on the hottest guy, and I just love that that's uh, Bobby Lashley for the men and Sasha for the women. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So for WrestleMania right now, what it's looking like is uh, Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley, clearly. Roman Reigns versus Edge, they've already announced. 
uh, Miz and John Morrison against Bad Bunny and Damien Priest. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think. Seth Rollins versus Cesaro, although it wouldn't surprise me if they did that earlier. Uh, the Fiend versus Randy Orton uh, in a Firefly Funhouse match is. Oh no! It, that's, they were supposed to do that at the Royal Rumble, so I think that's <laughs> that's what they're going with. Um, I said Braun versus Shane, right? Braun Strowman versus yeah. Shane. I think so. That, yeah. Uh, who who are some of the other top guys I'm missing? Sasha versus Bianca, obviously. Right. Um, Charlotte versus Charlotte, Oscar yeah. is teased. I wouldn't be surprised if someone else gets involved in that. That's a lot of single matches, right? There has to be some kind of ladder match for something, like a multi-person match. It seems. Yeah. Yeah. I would guess the U.S. title match is probably going to be a multi-person. Probably the women's tag. I wouldn't be surprised if that's a multi-person, multi-team match. Probably the tag titles. I mean, they don't have enough tag teams right now to make it a multi-person, but... I'm sure they'll create some tag teams to to fit them on. They the can show. unify it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Let them flow. Like you know, you don't have enough tag teams to have two two titles. Yeah, uh, Crown of Shaw with a good question. Uh, who does AJ Styles face at Mania? He wasn't on Very tonight. Um, yeah, he, he he don't really have anything built for Triple him. Triple A. Let him retire. Like AJ Styles' new gimmick should be: I retire guys at WrestleMania. Bring hey. on Triple A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Executioner. I've been saying yeah. Styles and Kofi have had some really good matches kind of under the radar in the past couple of weeks. And, I mean, I hope they build something behind that if the plans to go there. But, I mean, they're both two guys that I think could have a great WrestleMania match if given the time. Yeah, Unless we- you do put the U.S. title on Ali and then build Kofi versus Ali because sure. uh, that storyline has been waiting to happen. And they just, like, they started working on it again and it disappeared. So that could be something there. Well, if you had a multi-person uh, U.S. and made it like a ladder match, a U.S. title ladder match, you had AJ in there, Riddle, um, you know, some of these other guys that aren't Kofi that aren't being used. Um, that could be cool. That would be a great action match. I mean, it's two nights now, and so it's going to be, you know, three to four hours per night for right. maybe a, a four and a half with the pre-show. My worry, I hope they keep doing this because I do like the two nights split up as opposed to one eight-hour night. Yeah. Um, but my concern would be if they keep doing it, then ultimately the two nights each become eight hours. <laughs> right? Oh, God, yeah. that's what They, they can't help themselves. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, no. Um, Everybody makes the card, even if it's eight hours. Yeah. Oh, my God. It will be a 48-hour nonstop marathon. Right. WWE, WWE NXT UK will be on the card. 205 Live will have their own couple of hours. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. So let's hope that doesn't happen. But two <laughs> two four hour nights is great. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I just I I, I don't I don't want to see AJ Styles in the U.S. title match. I want to see him in another highlight match like he Me did too. last year. It wasn't a title match, and it still was the best match of that night. And he may have been fit. I don't yeah. know. It feels like that. And even Seth Rollins, may, I mean, I think him and Cesaro will put on such a good match. But it just feels like such big names that are just down where they shouldn't be in the card. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it seems like he's, that Rollins would have been, it would have been the same spot he was in last year. It was a mid-card feud. Last year was with Kevin Owens. No Kevin offense Owens. to either, but it was just, I mean, people probably already forgot that feud. And, um, you know, it just kind of really didn't lead to much. So, I mean, it, Owens did win, but it, it wasn't like it took him into the world title picture or anything. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, it didn't. And I think immediately Seth Rollins fought Drew McIntyre for the title, <laughs> even though he yeah. lost at WrestleMania, which was weird. Right. But it was Drew's probably one of the best matches that he had in his, you know, in his reign. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, Alejandro Villarreal say, asking if they're having Balor versus Karrion Cross. Probably. I think so. I don't know if they're doing a takeover that weekend, because if they're doing a takeover, then that would be the match there, I would think. Yeah, I think they pretty much said they're not doing a takeover, so that might be like a featured match on like night one as an NXT match, which I think should be a regular thing to feature NXT on WrestleMania. Yeah. It should. They started it last year. I don't see why they can't in, in, like include it in there this year. Right. No, I agree. I think it would be great. Um, maybe, yeah, don't do the Mania takeovers and just have a few big NXT matches, you know, maybe a couple per night. And to be honest, I just think, I mean, you know that they have a lot invested in Karrion Cross. If night one, the first thing people see when they're all hot is that Karrion Cross entrance, and that's the opening match of night one of WrestleMania, and he wins, like, even if he wins quickly, you've made a star. That yeah. People will come away talking, man, that Karrion Cross guy, like, I'd never really heard of him, but I'm going to kind of start tuning into NXT here. That could have that effect. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he lo- he looks the part. That entrance would be cool as hell in front of fans at a oh, yeah. at a stadium. I do hope that they do the cutouts like they did at the Super Bowl because I heard that Vince oh, yeah. is. Uh, I heard he's even... against it, right? Yeah. You saw that. Yeah, I, I listen. That's how you make money, right? You cannot sell that many tickets, but you can sell people their cutouts, and people will pay money for that. Like right. I, I don't understand. I thought I thought the Super Bowl was a really cool visual with the with the cardboard yeah. cutouts. They should do it. It looks way better than the football games you see where it's you know mostly empty, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, yeah, I agree. And some people are bringing out that Stream City's bringing out that AJ wants a match with Christian. Totally mm. forgot about Christian. That could be really cool. Well, that's a good one. That's a good one. And AJ will protect him. I like that. Yeah. Um, Prince GQ24 saying uh, Kofi versus Ali at Mania. They would kill it yeah. and send Naomi to SmackDown with Roman. Roman. Um well, she's no, married. Oh, with the Uso? Yeah. Oh, yeah, with yeah, the Uso. Yeah, yeah. I see. I see. With Jimmy Uso. Yeah, yeah. They, they got to do more with her. That's all. <laughs> uh, Chris Pantaleo saying, I ordered Cobra Kai on Wish, but got retribution. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And Jeremy Cotto saying, any expiring contracts that could go to AEW? Uh, gosh, Sara was the last one I could, that I heard of, and he resigned. Um, so, yeah, I... I, I I can't think of any right now that are coming up anytime soon. Yeah, me neither. I haven't heard any. Yeah. Um, one thing of over the weekend, maybe it was on Friday, the NWO YouTube channel. All of a sudden, all their videos were gone. So this guy. NWA. What did I say? NWO. NWO yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't that, take that just, NWO away from me. <laughs> that just uh, rolls off the tongue easier for me. It does. Yeah. <laughs> it came out so natural. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, NWA. Yeah, their their videos were taken off. So uh, what I heard, uh, and I posted this exclusively on Wrestling Inc. yesterday, is that they got a a deal, uh, a, like a content deal where they're going to be exclusively on a, a partner so their shows power and uh it's going to be ex- uh, streaming exclusively there uh it's it's not wwe i heard it has nothing to do with aew it's not espn plus i i don't know exactly who it is but i know it's not those companies well hopefully it's a bigger platform and they get their product out there we we all root for wrestling to be better and be bigger and be out there we'll see yeah well the one yeah. i heard and i'm pretty sure it's who it is um it's it's probably who you would expect. So okay, uh, 
<laughs> but I don't have it confirmed, but I'm pretty sure that's who it is. <laughs> got it. Got it. <laughs> All right, and I think that's Any all other I news? Got. That's it? That's all we got for today? It's kind of, kind of a slow news few days. It, it all happens in one day, and then yeah. we have two slow days, and then we have like 10 headlines right. in one exactly. day. It's like the big show joined. We had this huge news week, and now it's a little slow. And then CM Punk will sign with AEW tomorrow. We'll be right back at it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that, that just gives one more time to celebrate this Bobby Lashley win. I really yeah, am exactly. happy for the guy. Legitimately super happy for him. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it was very, very fun to watch, actually. Right. Um, so, yeah, Alfred, you and I, I think we can wrap yeah, it up. Yeah, so that's, let's wrap this up. You guys got anything to uh, plug? Uh, Isa, go ahead and plug your social media or anything you'd like people to see. At NYC Demon Diva, Twitter and Instagram. Raj? Uh, keep checking out WrestlingInc.com. Uh, we got exclusive interviews this week. Chavo Guerrero. Um, gosh, I'm... Uh, we have new ones every day. Obviously, last week we had Ric Flair. Um, oh, gosh. What, man, I'm just beat, I think, from the weekend. But uh, just tons <laughs> of exclusive interviews. Keep checking out WrestlingInc.com. The Ric Flair interviews are great, by the way. Highly recommend. Uh, and uh, yeah, as always, Wrestling Inc. is and awesome. Nick Hausman did a great job. On yes, that. absolutely. And follow me on Twitter at This Is Nasty. Go on Forbes. I'll have an interview dropping later this week with Tony Khan, ahead of Revolution. So check that out. And, uh, yeah, you guys have been great. Thank you so much. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.